0: Hello, and welcome to Field Notes, the weekly podcast of the Military Fellowship Center in Jacksonville, North Carolina, serving Marines stationed at Cap Lejeune and surrounding areas. Military Fellowship Center is a ministry of Military Evangelism Incorporated. Our speaker and host for the program is Dave Mason, the General Director of Military Evangelism and the Field Director at Jacksonville. Visit us on the web at militaryfellowshipministry.com or email us at militaryfellowshipctr at gmail.com. Now, here's Dave Mason.
1: Welcome back to Field Notes. I'm Dave Mason, and this week we're going to take the verses of John one nineteen through 24, and we're going to look into the life and ministry of John the Baptist a little bit more. Last week, we saw what John's message was that uh, he was the messenger, he was the precursor, he was the one making the way for the Messiah. Today, we're going to discover what he thought about himself and what he said about Christ. You know, one of the toughest achievements in Christianity is balance. Balance comes when we see ourselves for who we really are, when we see Christ for who he really is, and when we then act appropriately concerning that knowledge. Now, John seemed kind of strange to many of the people of his day. He dressed in strange clothes. He ate strange food. He was a wild man. And he would be strange to us today. But his life exemplified balance because he understood what his place was in the divine order of things. And he went only as far as God allowed him, and he never overstepped his boundaries. John one hundred nineteen Now this is the testimony of John when he sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask who are you? He confessed and denied did not deny, but confessed I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? And he answered no. Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? And he said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, those who were sent were from the Pharisees. So who are you, John? Who are you? This is the testimony of John. The Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And he answered by telling them who he's not. First and foremost, because he knew who they thought he was. They thought perhaps he was the Christ. Verse 20, the first thing he said was, I am not the Christ. He did not deny who he was, but he confessed, I am not the Christ, the Messiah. You see, the Jews were looking for the Messiah, but they were looking for a military Messiah. They were looking for someone who would deliver them from Roman persecution. They were holding on to numbers 2417 which says I shall see him but not now I shall behold him but not nigh there shall come a star out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth See the Jews were looking for a military leader to deliver them from Roman persecution that was the Christ they were looking for that was the Messiah they were looking for But they were also looking for Elijah He confessed and denied not I am not the Christ they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? Are you, are you Elijah? He said, No, I'm not Elijah. Elijah was rep- promised to return to the Jewish people in Malachi 4 or 5. Very end of the Old Testament, just before you get to Matthew, 400 year gap between the Testaments. And the Jews have been waiting all this time. And the, the last word from God they had was in Malachi. And Malachi 4 or 5 says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So the Jews were looking for Elijah. And to this day, they're still looking for Elijah to return. Oh, he's returning, all right. But he's not going to return until the tribulation. They said, are you the Christ? No. Are you Elijah? No. Are you the prophet that prophet that prophet we've been looking for see what the jews didn't understand was that that prophet is the christ that prophet is the messiah deuteronomy 18 15 the lord thy god shall raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren like unto me unto him shall ye hearken so they knew there was a special prophet coming according to the word of moses there was a special prophet coming they were looking for him Are you that prophet? They didn't understand that that prophet and the Messiah, Christ, were one and the same. Who are you, John? Well, I'm not Christ. I'm not Elijah. I'm not that prophet. Then they ask again, verse 22, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? Now, there's a question for you. What do you say about yourself? We all need to answer that question. Because whether you like it or not, folks are watching you. If you're a Christian, if you call Jesus Christ your Lord, people are watching you. Can you honestly say that not only are you a child of the King, but that you act like it? Are you declaring your being a child of the King? Are you declaring your Christianity, or are you ashamed to declare it? Who are you? What do you say about yourself? I'll tell you who we are, who we're supposed to be. Like I said, we're children of the King. We're supposed to tell other people about ourselves. We're not supposed to be secret agents for Christ. We're supposed to be ambassadors. 2 Corinthians 5.20 Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you... In Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. We're ambassadors for Christ. And we're calling for people to be reconciled to God. You can't do that secretly. You can't do that by staying out of church. You have to be bold. You have to be open about your Christianity. We have to ask ourselves, what do we want folks to think of us? Who are you? What do you say about yourself? Do you want to be known as someone with great faith? Then act like it. John answered, here's who I am. Verse 23, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Who was John? He was a voice. He was just a voice. He was someone crying out, Make straight the way of the Lord. We're all called to be voices. We're all called to be witnesses. And a witness is not something special that's reserved just for people who are super spiritual. A witness is simply someone who relates to someone else what they've seen, what they've heard, what they've experienced. That's what a witness does. And that's all you have to do. If you want to be the person God called you to be, if you want to be a witness for Jesus Christ, all you have to do is tell other people what you've seen God do in your life, what you've heard through God's word, and what you've experienced as the grace of God has been poured out in your life. John said, I'm a voice, I'm a messenger. My message is, make straight the way of the Lord. He was declaring the Lord, and he was declaring his way. That's what John said about himself. But what else can we say about John? Well, you look into the Scripture, you can tell a couple of things about John. Number one, you notice this, Matthew eleven eleven. Assuredly, I say unto you... Now, these words are in red in your Bible. Jesus said this, Matthew eleven eleven. Assuredly, I say unto you, among those born of women... There has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Among men born of women, there has never been a greater man on this earth than John the Baptist. But he's still less than the least in the kingdom of heaven because he's humble. He's put himself below others, he serves. That's how the real leader leads. A real leader leads by serving. Jesus called John the greatest man who ever lived. He also said that John was the uh, the the uh, best man, the, the friend of the bridegroom who calls and, and rejoices for him. Je- John is actually, you get deep into your scripture, John is actually the best man at our wedding supper when we are in heaven with Jesus. He's the one who announces the wedding party. That's his job. Today we have the best man give a toast or something. But originally the best man, his job was to announce the wedding. Announce the wedding party. And John is the best man at our wedding. When we finally fulfill the end of all of our desires. And we are the bride of Christ in heaven. At the marriage supper of the Lamb. So we know John was the greatest man who ever lived, born of a woman according to Jesus Christ. We know he's the, he's the uh, best man at our wedding. We also know that he was a very humble man. Our next few verses show us this. He was a very humble man. John 1 and 25, and they asked him saying, "Why then? Why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ?" nor Elijah, nor the prophet. And John answered him, saying, I baptize with water. But there stands one among you, whom you do not know. It is he who, coming after me, is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. John was humble. The one coming after me He's before me. He's preferred before me. And I'm not even worthy to loosen a strap on his sandal. John, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why do you baptize? Well, his baptism, he says, is a symbol of repentance. I baptize with water. He was preparing the way. He was calling people to repentance so that they could receive the Messiah. And that's the same way today. There is no receiving Christ without repentance. You have to repent first. And repentance is an about-face. Repentance is, I was walking south, now I'm walking north. I was walking west, now I'm walking east. It's a total turnaround. It's a 180. Repentance is the preparation the heart must go through before it can accept Christ when you hear the gospel, when you understand it, when you know that Jesus is the only way, then the heart repents. I've been wrong. I've been following the wrong way. I'm turning around to face God and turn my back on this world. And now you're ready to receive Christ. And that's what John's uh, baptism was all about. It was calling people to repentance. The baptism... That Jesus would bring would be a fire. And so John said, What am I doing? I'm baptizing to teach people repentance. And we should have a ready answer as to why we baptize the way we do. You know, baptism is not an essential to salvation, baptism has nothing to do with you going to heaven. Baptism, according to Romans chapter 6, is simply the answer of a heart that has been made clean before God. So what happens is, is we get saved and there's an internal change. Something clicks, something changes in our hearts. We become a different person because Christ is now inside our hearts living with us and moving with us. And so to show the world to show our fellow man, to show our church, to show other Christians that there has been a change in our hearts. We get baptized to symbolize, as Jesus went into the ground, I go under the water. And as Jesus came up out of the grave, a new, renewed, uh, perfect being with only the scars in his hands and his feet to, and his side to show what he had went through on the cross, as he walked out of that tomb with newness of life, so I come up out of the water declaring that I am a new person. It is a symbol. It is a statement. It has nothing to do with our salvation. We do this. We we engage in baptism. We witness. We tell people about Jesus because... It's all a part of the work and command of Jesus Christ. Matthew 28, the the Great Commission, The eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a command. We are to go. We are to tell. When we see people repent and receive uh, Christ as Savior, we are to baptize. John, what are you doing? I'm baptizing. John one twenty nine. the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me before he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said unto me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, This is he who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. And from this point forward, we move away from our description uh, of Jesus in eternity and our in our description of John, and we move into the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. The first time we see Jesus in the book of John, we see him walking towards John. And John recognizes Jesus' ability to save him. He recognizes that Jesus is God. Now, John didn't know that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah, until he saw him in this new light. And everyone's the same way. Everybody says they know Jesus. There are so many people who say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I believe, I, I believe the Bible. But there's no evidence in their life that they actually believe what they say they believe. They recognize Jesus as a good man. They believe that his teachings are good, but in order to be saved, they have to recognize him as God. And the beautiful thing about recognizing Jesus as God is that we're seeing this is God in the flesh, and when he was in the flesh, he was obedient. It's a picture for us. It's, a, it's, a, it's an example for us of how we're supposed to act. In our flesh. Jesus was baptized in obedience to the plan of the Father. Did Jesus need to be baptized? No. Does anybody need to be baptized to go to heaven? No. Baptism is a symbol. It's a picture. It's a representation of the work of the Holy Ghost in our hearts. of, Of Jesus coming and taking his abode in our hearts. But Jesus had John baptize him as obedience to the plan of the Father. Matthew 3.13, uh, 3, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized him, and John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized you, and you're coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness, and then he allowed him. John said, I'm not worthy to baptize you. You're the Christ. And Jesus says, No, you have to baptize me. We have to show people This picture of repentance and receiving salvation, this picture of how a person gets saved, it has to be shown to people. And so Jesus was baptized, and John was able to see the Holy Spirit of God light on Jesus and stay and abide upon him. It was a gift to John so that John could know this is the Christ. And Jesus calls on all of us today to express this to others to show other people to say this is who i am he got baptized so he could say to john this is who i am and this is the this is what i'm calling people to do we get baptized to show people this is who i am now and then we go out and we were witnesses and we speak and we say who we are and who we're not so that people can gain the gift of the indwelling spirit of god which happens by the way at the moment you're saved And so we move away from John now, and as we finish up through chapter 1, we move into the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So let me ask you one question, and I'll be done for this week. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? And I say, oh yeah, I know Jesus. I, I went to Sunday school when I was a kid. I, I've seen those movies, and... Uh, You know, cried uh, in church once or twice and, yeah, I know him. No, 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 no. Do you know him? Do you know him as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know him as a friend who sticks closer than a brother? Have you experienced his grace in your life? If you haven't, you can today. It's very simple. Recognize the fact that you're a sinner Accept the truth that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for your sins, was buried, and on the third day rose from the grave. And confess that and, and ask him to be your Lord and Savior. He will come into your heart. He will change you. He will make you a person fit for the kingdom of God. You can't do it yourself. You cannot clean yourself up. You cannot get ready. You cannot make yourself a better person so that God will accept you. That's religion. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. All religion is false. Faith in Jesus Christ is not a religion. Religion says, if I do these things, God will be happy with you. Faith in Jesus Christ says, Jesus did it all. And because he did it all, if you'll simply accept that fact and invite him into your life, God will forgive you of all your sins. Absolutely. If you haven't done that, I encourage you. To do that today. If you have questions about it. Feel free. Send me an email. MilitaryFellowshipCTR At gmail.com Or tweet me. At MFCJacks. Also on Instagram. At MFCJacks. Go on Facebook and send us a message. Uh, It is Facebook.com Slash MilitaryFellowshipCTR I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for being with us this week. Make sure you tune in next week. And, um, uh, we are so thankful for everybody who's listened. The podcast has really gotten a lot of listeners from all over the world. And please feel free to leave comments. Feel free to go. Um, I know some are f- trying to leave reviews and they're having problems with leaving reviews on their phones. Try it on your computer. I think that's the best way to leave a review on iTunes. But we would appreciate that as well. It gets us higher up and lets us to, um, Uh, be uh, seen and heard by uh, more and more people uh, all around the world. So thanks again for being a part of the podcast today. And until next week, I'm Dave Mason.
0: Thank you for joining us for Field Notes. If you have been blessed by the preaching and teaching you have heard, consider visiting our website at militaryfellowshipministry.com and click the donate button. Any amount will be a great help to us as we continue to reach our men and women in the military with the gospel. Join us next week as we continue our study of God's Word. God bless you.